Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Makala from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. It's Makala here with you today, and I'm very excited to introduce you to my special guest, Louise Bedford of The Trading Game. And today, Louise and I are going to be talking about women and trading. So Louise, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. I'm so excited to be on your podcast today. It's something that I've really been looking forward to. There are so many women who are traders and I want to offer them support. And of course, for the business women in your audience as well, it's just as important to listen because a lot of the similarities about mindset and positivity can be translated into other arenas. I cannot wait to hear what you've got to say on all this. I've um I trading, I have to admit, is something I know very little about. I have bought shares before, but that's it. That is my sole experience. So I'm really looking forward to what you have to say. So I guess let's start with can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you currently do? Sure. So um, Louise Bedford, I'm a best-selling author. It always sounds a bit like over the top when I say that, but I've got five books on the share market. And even though when I was a kid, I thought I'd write a romance novel, none of that was on the cards for me. It's about trading. It's about helping people to trade, running my business with my business partner, Chris Tate, who's in his own right, an independent best-selling author. Uh, We run a mentor program to help people just like you learn how to trade, to develop a side income and to free up some time in their lives so that they have the power to say no to an over-commanding boss. See, you've just said the magic words to me, free up time in your life. That's what my personal business is all about. So this is fantastic. Can't wait to get into this. So Louise, what did you do before you became a trader? Oh, look, I worked for a multinational company. I was on the whole corporate ladder to success. It was really exciting way back when, but um, I haven't worked a job in so long, a real job. It is even hard to remember back then, other than I got stuck up in the politics in my head and I was a national manager and my ego was huge and it was because it was such a big multinational as well it was so geared towards the blokes to getting ahead to working long hours and to making sure you gave your life and heart and soul to the company and really as a trader alongside that, thank goodness I had another source of income because everything hit the fan. I lost the use of my arms for three years. They didn't want to have a bar of me at all. Once you're disabled, often people just write you off. And I had a side income. So yay, I was still in business. It was just wasn't with them. 
<laughs> wow. So you you were actually a trader before you left Yes. Yes. So I had my head turned in. It was like, this is going back into deep time. But when I was in year 11, my father made an amazing gold trade on the markets. We went from living in practical poverty to, hey, we've just bought a boat. Oh, we've got two cars. Oh, Oh, why? Yes, I do want that coat. I think this is really rather grand. So it turned my head enough to get me really, really interested. And I had it. I've got three sisters. One of my sister's boyfriends was a trader. He said you would be perfect at this. He let me learn alongside him for quite a few years. So I really was, I guess, hungry, hungry for something more than just the corporate role and feeling that I was capable of more too, but not sure which vehicle to apply it to. So trading has been fantastic with that. It's held my interest for three decades oh my gosh that's fantastic um tell us a bit more like I really like to know a bit more about your transition from your corporate job into trading because from what I've heard so far it's a really interesting story so yeah for sure look I think a lot of us get to the point when we start work that we're very excited and then things sort of taper off as reality sets in I was still in that very excited about my job situation so I'd been working for five years or so at that stage and I had a health condition where it just meant that I just couldn't work full-time anymore. I didn't even know whether I'd ever do anything of value again. So I traded with a pen in my mouth so I could tap the keyboard with this pen in my mouth and I had my broker on speed dial. I'd already been making a little bit of money alongside my job, but all of a sudden things took on a new urgency. I became so disciplined and so focused and I worked according to a trading plan. I made sure that I followed that trading plan to the letter, just like I was a little robot. I didn't deviate from the plan that I had on paper. I made checklists, I ticked off checklists. It could have been to the point where it was a little OCD-ish, I, I fully admit, But it was fantastic because it meant that I had the ability to make money out of thin air and that's what I wanted. That's amazing. So you mentioned that you had a trading plan. Where did you get that from? Did you develop that yourself? (laughs) This is actually, it shows you the depths of my ignorance here when I got started. I used to, you remember when we used to go into banks, you know, you, you put back money in the dark yeah, days. back in yeah. the, yeah. yeah. So it's cast <laughs> your mind back. So I remember standing in front of a bank teller and I looked into the very distant background behind this bank teller and there was a broker's name, Chris. And I thought, oh, Chris, I'm married to a Chris. I've got Chris's all around me. I've had nine boyfriends and seven of them have been called Chris. Oh, oh my gosh. So now we're talking about some karmic intervention here in my head. Oh, there's a broker. He's called Chris. So I rang him up straight away. (laughs) How, How naive was all of that for a start? And I said, look, 
I want to learn about the markets as a professional. I don't have all that much money to invest. Will you help me? And he said, look, I don't have that much experience either, but let's learn together with your money. And I said, yes. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant offer. Who knew that that was actually probably not the right thing to do? So we <laughs> worked together side by side, basically, trying to nut out, okay, this is how we get in. This is how we get out. This is how much money to place into a position. And between the two of us, we realised that there are some books we can order in from America. First book I ordered got sent to Austria. They didn't even know where Australia was. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I studied this like I studied for my degrees. I focused solely on becoming a professional in the markets. I made all of the mistakes, every single mistake. There are no new mistakes in the markets at all. Um, I probably made them before you. So I think you've got to give yourself some time to learn and some baby steps along the way. You know, I never knew that I'd be a full-time trader. I never realized I'd be helping people from around the world to trade or that I'd even have a book in me, let alone five. None of that was on my horizon. I hadn't pictured that far ahead. I just knew that there was a bug here and, oh, my gosh, I so wanted to capture that bug and make it my own. This is my little pet bug. Trading became just like that for me. I was fascinated from the very first time I realised you could make money. That's amazing. And so how long did it take you to really start, I suppose, making money with trading? Oh, look, I know this is supposed to be an inspirational podcast, but it took me five years, five wow. years. So it doesn't take people that long these days. I learned from scratch, as you just heard. Yeah. It took me three years to break even and in that, that third year, I said to my broker, I said, look, you have to introduce me to somebody successful. It has to be a woman. I'm sick of seeing all of these men say that they know what they're doing and buying their Porsches. I want a female role model. And it took him a little while. He found this top-notch trader for me. I went over to her house. It was so exciting. She lived in this mansion her with all of her little poodles. And I basically bribed her with Mrs. Fields cookies. Remember those? They were fantastic, weren't they? And she really berated me for being such a naive little girl. She actually called me, you little girl, you don't know what you're doing. I said, that's why I'm here. And I put up with her abuse and I learned. She told me which books to buy. She showed me her office, which was just success-oriented. Everything about it spelt money. Every system that she had, every method that she used was derived to get money out of the markets. And I knew I wanted that. And now I had somebody that I could look at and say, well, she did it. Now there's so many role models. There's so, I mean, for goodness sake, there's examples all around us of people making money. But back then, there really, there wasn't a significant female for me. So she was great. I never saw her again. She never wanted to see me again. She scared me very deeply. I was thinking, oh no, you know, she may murder me. I didn't even tell anyone where I was going. <laughs> but, um, she was a very, very intimidating lady, but she did what 
I wanted her to do, which was to give me that level, that spark, that inspiration that says I can do it. And that's now what you do for other women. That's what I aim to do exactly, but in a less scary way because she did terrify me. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you you mentioned that. So I'm guessing from net from then to now, there's we've seen a massive change in the number of women traders. Yeah. Is that right? We sure have. It was nobody there with estrogen running through their veins in a big way when I started trading. Thing is, so we've still got a long way to go. If you look in the UK, the chances of a hedge fund being run by a guy called Dave you wouldn't think there'd be that many of them would you but apparently they are there are so in the UK investment funds run by Dave's are more common than the number of women running investment funds that is hilarious. So, isn't it? A, if you've got like a CEO level as well, just on a broader perspective, a FTSE 100 CEO is more likely to be called John than to be a woman. Wow. You know, what the hell is happening, ladies? We outperform the men as traders. Sure, we lack in a bit of confidence and we have a big need to talk and we are a little bit slow to be able to put on our first trade. All of that works in our favour. We have got so many advantages compared to the blokes that we have as natural innate qualities that we can use to generate income out of the markets. Tell me more about that. I've done a survey with nearly 2,000 people. It replicated the results from Brad Barber and Terence O'Dean back in the 1990s. It shows that women are outperforming men. My top female my top traders at the moment are females so isn't that amazing to think that we can be so nervous about an area because it seems like it's a boys club it seems like the guys are the ones who are calling the shots but in actual fact our qualities bring something special the women that I tutor and mentor they provide very sophisticated trading plans ones that I would have loved to be able to have when I started. They are very specific. They've covered all their bases. They know exactly what they're aiming for. I got a trading plan just from a guy yesterday. He's a doctor. It's a one-page trading plan. It's 15 sentences, 15 sentences, so that you can trade something that can provide the lifestyle that you crave for you and your family. 15 sentences isn't going to isn't going to cut it at all. So I think women are more prepared than the guys with this. And there's the saying, there are no old, bold traders. So the fact that we are a little nervous about this, it actually does stand us in good stead. Can you, you've mentioned a trading plan a few times now. Can you tell us, like for people like me who have no clue, what is a trading plan and what should it include? It's similar to a business plan, Mm -hmm. so it guides your future actions. The easiest way to get one is to come to my website, tradinggame.com.au, register your details, and I'll send you a trading plan template. Makala, you'll love it. Do it. You'll absolutely love filling in those questions. You may know more than you actually realise that you know. In a trading plan is a trading system, and that's the thing that often people focus on in the markets. A system is your entry, 
your exit and your position sizing. So it tells you when and how to get in, how to get out and how much money to place into that position. Now, the core of every good trader is a kick-ass trading system. It is the absolute thing that will guide you. I find when the markets are running hot and if I've had like a really big profit or a loss, all of a sudden my heart rate increases and I start to sweat. My brain leaks out of my left ear. And the only thing holding me sound is that trading system. I can read it. I can follow it. The person who wrote that, which was me, in a cool time, a cool-headed time, was much more wise than this skishish, scared little rabbit of a girl trying to trade the markets right now because her market is big, scary predator, really. So that trading system really holds me true. And I think you'll find that with the majority of your successful podcast listeners, they've at least got a written plan about how to get ahead. It's the same sort of thing, but in the trading world. Okay, so I really like that idea. So it's more, it's, it sounds like a trading plan is your um, forward planning, you know, planning in a time when your prefrontal cortex is in control of things and you're not in the um, fight, flight or freeze kind of mode. It's the... Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way to go. I mean, psychologists are currently studying hot and cold states. I don't know if you've caught up with any of this. It's fascinating stuff. No, tell me more. Oh, look, so I'm... I'm unsure how far to take this. So if you're perhaps listening with a younger or perhaps early teenager child in the car, maybe just fast forward for the next couple of minutes here. So what they've done with hot and cold states is they've looked at university students as being their target market and they've looked at their sexual tendencies. Now, when you're in a cold state, you go, no, I'm not going to sleep with that person. And no, of course, I wouldn't try and put drugs into her system to get her to sleep with me and all very conservative and stayed in quite, I guess, inverted commas, usual ways to date in that cold state. That's what they're thinking they'll do. With a hot state, this is a hot state for sex, can be hunger, it can be that you're really cold, it can be that you're lonely. When you're in a hot state, all of your morals fly out the window. So these university, the, the, oh, this was done on men, but it would be a similar thing for women. In a cold state, these guys are saying, no, I'm not going to do this. In a hot state, they say, yes, I will have sex with that goat. She looks rather appealing. <laughs> so as a trader, how do we apply this? And as a business person, we need to make decisions in the cold light of day. We need to be away from the thing that is causing the angst, whether it be that deadline for a marketing schedule. For me, I need to make sure the markets are closed so I can't actually look at the markets. We need to make our decisions in that cold state. And when we enter that hot state, whether it be exuberance and euphoria or depression and fear, when we enter that hot state, we need to look back what we wrote in that cold state and follow it specifically. That makes a lot of sense. That, that, yeah, that really makes a lot of sense. That's a great way of putting it. 
Mm. Similar with parenthood as well. You know, we all say that, of course, I would never do that before I have a child. <laughs> you, you judge those parents in the supermarket, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> or is that just Famous me? last word. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then when it's our own child, we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going to wring that kid's neck or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that whole cold, hot state, I think, can be applied to a lot of different areas. Mm. So for someone looking at getting starting in trading, what's the first thing that they need to do? I would suggest you start by reading a book to see whether this is your cup of tea. Mm -hmm. So get your head around the lingo. It'll seem very jargon-oriented to begin with. I think that can be quite daunting. And to just work out why you want to be a trader. You know, the traders who have that very clear objective, that clear why, they're the ones who nut their way through this and who jump over the hurdles and avoid those landmines. So the best why kind of category that I've been able to derive when I'm trying to get this out of my traders is something that's not just for that person, but also for some greater good. So how does this impact your family? Is there some community service that this will provide? Is there some broader ripple effect out into the world that you can provide? One of my traders, I'll give you an example, exceptional trader for the last 20 years. I'm very happy to call this gentleman my friend now. I mean, once you start... <laughs> looking at a couple of decades together, surprising how well you get to know each other. He trades for six months of the year and uses that money for the charity that he set up in Africa. He's a carpenter and an electrician. He, until COVID, was going over there training people in a village about how to be carpenters and electricians. Now, that takes a lot of money because you've got not only the time that it takes to be able to take six months off, you also have to be able to fund that type of educational initiative. So that why I remember talking with him literally 20 years ago and he described what he wanted to do. Sure, it took him 10 years or so to do it, but he's been doing that for ages now and it's just so refreshing and rewarding to see. It's bigger than just you. Trading can be something that can give you the vehicle to impact not only your life, but your entire community, maybe even the world. So I want you to think bigger than just earning a couple of dollars on the side. Well, yeah, it sounds like it, it can give you so much more than that. And I'm beginning, I suppose I've never really thought of trading as a business in, as such. Ah. Now with, with you saying about, you know, the why, I mean, that's exactly the sort of thing you need to have a business. You need to have a really strong why, something that gets you through and, and keeps you going in the tougher times. So that's really interesting. So I think also with the 
smoothing of income, this can actually open us up for some initiatives here as well. You know, now that the kids are coming out of uni these days, they say they're going to have between seven and 14 separate careers with periods of retraining in between each of those careers. So it's not just stepping sideways into a different role. We're talking about different careers. Now, I was talking to a lady the other day. Her job is how can AI eat your career? That is that she said eat, eat your career. So she's trying to develop AI to take over like a Pac-Man. That's what I'm picturing. (laughs) All of these people's careers. Now, that step sideways takes retraining in between. You need to have a a period where you can support yourself, learn about that new role that you're going into and be self-sufficient so you don't end up starving. Trading can smooth that. And I think for me in particular, I know it's all about me with this podcast, but think of it in your own situation too, that I needed to transition because of a health issue out of a very full-on career. And if I hadn't have had some income coming in along the side, developed before I even knew I needed it, I don't know what I could have done. I think I would have had a very different, pretty sad life. So how many people or how many people that have, that you've worked with end up trading as a full-time job and how many sort of do it part-time along with whatever else they're doing? I actually encourage, I know this is contrary to E-Trade ads and ads you might have seen about people getting very euphoric. I actually encourage people to trade part-time and not to make it a full-time career. I mean, I realised in my situation, I did have my back to the wall. There was nothing else I could physically do. I still had my mind, but, you know, your mind wrapped in a fairly useless body doesn't actually help. I needed to physiotherapy my way back into having functionality for my arms, which I have done. But I do think with this is that it's not a this or that. It's and. You know, in improvisation classes how they say you never say no and you say and so you build on the story this can be your story extension it doesn't have to be that you quit your lucrative job because that's cash flow this can be something you can do alongside and then if the unforeseen does happen you've got a safety net something there to soothe you to know that you've got money coming in even if your primary income is sacrificed. I think it also gets back to the idea how important it is to have multiple sources of income. From a wealth creation point of view and financial planning, I'm a financial planner, you know, they make you do all these qualifications. What we're looking to do is say, okay, you're earning this through property, this through your business, this through the share market, this through, let's just say, another area. That is a very firm foundation. If your financial wealth is resting on one pillar, it is very, very unsteady. That's very true. So if someone did have a business or something that was their main source of income and they wanted to look into trading, what sort of time do you need to be able to put aside to put towards starting off in trading? 
Yeah, look, I think we need to separate the education side to the practical application side Mm -hmm. because trading by itself for me doesn't take very long at all. It's like an hour on a Sunday for my analysis and filling in spreadsheets and then I set auto entry triggers on my platform. I make sure that my auto stops are entered on my platform on Monday and then I leave it because I've found the more that I tinker, the less effective it actually is. So from the trading part, you can take as little as say half an hour a day or even a couple of hours a week, shall we say. Wow. From the learning side though, that will be a lifelong endeavour. That is going to always be something you're going to want to focus on because it's fun. It's fun to do. I still love it. I still, after all of these years, find that it is so fulfilling to feel like you're really mastering a complicated area. I had a client of mine, Ted, I was with him two days before he passed away. He was 98. Gorgeous, gorgeous man. He said to me, I said, what else do you have to do here, Ted, on earth? Because he knew he was dying. He knew. I said, what's your music? What music is left in you? And he'd been a full-time trader for the last 12 years of his life. So he didn't know anything about trading until we met. And for him to actually get off the pension was a significant step, a really brave of him to learn And he said he wanted to start a hydroponic garden and he never felt like he was ever ready and he wished he had have. And I said, yeah, what else? He said, you know, I always wanted to trade the overseas markets and I never got around to doing that. It's such a shame. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, hydroponics and trading. That's what this man was thinking about as his unfinished business, the, the projects that he would like to pursue if he hadn't have been a few hours away from dying. So I think there's so much that we can accomplish, especially as women. We juggle so many things so well. We have the ability to wear different hats, to multitask, to be a good mother, a good wife, a good partner, a good business owner. This can be another hat that you can try on and immerse yourself in and it might take you a couple of years to feel confident with it, to feel like you know what you're doing, but that's okay. You'll be two years older anyway. Now, you mentioned earlier that when you got started, it took you five years to really get into it and start making money. Thanks for rubbing that in. Sorry. (laughs) Just want to bring that up again. So for people coming in now, especially with the resources that are available, like things like your book and you know, your trading plan template, what could they sort of, and I know this is a bit of how long's a piece of string, but what could you sort of look at, what would your timeframe be that you're looking at now, provided you put in the work and you did, you know, you made your trading plan and you stuck with that? Mm. It is a little different for different people, but I usually say three to five years. I'm still on the very conservative side of things. You know, at the moment, there's so many people raving about crypto. Uh, Oh, my gosh, they're going absolutely crazy with it. There are people that think they're brilliant traders because they made a few hundred dollars. I am worried about that. 
as a concept. It concerns me that their skills aren't at the level that they could make money regardless of market conditions. And that is the real catch cry here. You want to learn how to make money, whether it's going up, down or sideways, and you probably want the Australian market and maybe one other market or one other trading instrument. So it might be shares and things called CFDs, contracts for difference. Those two go really well together. Maybe the Australian market and the US market. That type of realm where you have got some multi facets to your abilities takes a while to develop. So I still say three to five years, even though, you know, it was five years before I I made any reasonable money at all. I still think people should have that in their mind. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's always best to be conservative in something Mm. like that. If it happens earlier, that's a bonus. It's like anyone going into business. You can't expect to be a great success in your first year. You've got to learn and try and learn and fail and learn and try to get there. So I guess, you know, again, the parallel in my head between trading and business, it really is just like, starting a business yeah it is it is the quintessential small business you have got everything within you to get it started now and I've found that the people who run their own business sidestep into trading so beautifully I think that whole business mindset that concept translates directly into being an effective trader so for everyone listening you're already ahead because you're already thinking in this way. You've already got connections. Makala talks so much about the importance of finding other people to support your dreams and goals. Connections is really where it's at. If you don't have those connections in the trading world, let me be your first. I'll, I'll be there for you, baby. I answer every single email personally. So you email me, louise at trading game com.au I will answer your email it's not my secretary it's me those connections really count we need to draw off each other's strengths to be able to fulfill our dreams and take other people with us everything that you talk about on your podcast is directly applicable to trading that you just said all of that so beautifully that's fantastic and I have to like I have to admit that I'm beginning to feel like I need to take up your challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you like your head turning a little bit, have you I? Know, it's a good it's thing. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> have you say these things. And it's like, I feel like I need to try this. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. expect an email from me. Good, so. <laughs> good, good. I like that idea. I think also the interesting aspect with this is that we don't realise how much our skins, skills can generalise. Like if we think of KPIs in the usual business, we often don't realise that one KPI can actually generalise to another almost similar area we limit ourselves we limit our thoughts it's like we're horses with those blinkers on just with tunnel vision really if you expand it out into a different vehicle your skill sets can directly translate that's very true so you mentioned that you know business people are obviously people that are interested in trading what other types of walks of life have you come across or have you worked with Yeah, so many. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) We've had an amazingly successful artist. She knew nothing about mathematics at all and was quite repelled by it. And because I use candlesticks, which is a 
specific technique. It shows red and green on the chart. Green being the colour of growth, so the money's growing. Red being the colour of blood, so funds are bleeding out. After she saw red and green, it was like something clicked for her and she just went, oh, my gosh, this is like a painting. I said, yes, look at the story, look at the drama, look at the bulls and the bears fighting with each other. It's like a soap opera. You know, once you can see the essence of the chart and read that chart, then that can tell you so much about the players behind it. Are they exuberant? Are they crazy greedy? Are they so excited that they've told their partner that they're going to go to Fiji this Christmas on this profit? That will drive prices up because all of this is a reflection of the people purchasing and selling the shares. If you can read human emotion, you can make money out of this. So lots of different people make money. We've had corporate executives and medicos and people with their own business, of course. They're probably about a third of our database. They are exceptional. Really any walk of life at all. I've taught my nieces and nephews how to trade. I taught one of my nieces when she was 11 years old and she was a freaking superstar at it. Oh, my gosh, she just did beautifully, managed to travel around the world when she was 19 on her share trading profits. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I think be careful about limiting your views. I have got this going on in my life, so I can't be a trader. Oh, my gosh. I would be able to introduce you to somebody with an almost identical set of circumstances who's killing it in the markets. So don't believe your own BS. (laughs) I like that. That's a good one. Um, So you mentioned that you taught your nieces and nephews. So how, like, is there an age limit on, or like, I don't mean an age limit, but I mean a starting age. Yeah, how that like can work. legally or anything. How, how does it work? If I wanted to get my kids into trading tomorrow, what do I need to know? They do. To trade in their own name, they need to be able to, have that 18 years and above type Mm -hmm. of situation set up but really I think there's so much more scope for younger kids if you can get them when they're really fresh and crisp and still interested in what you're doing before they turn into such surly later teenagers I think that is perfect time I think the age of 10 and 11 is probably prime time. You can show them charts. You can show when there's more green than red, then people are buying it and we want to buy it. You know, when there's more red than green, people are selling it, so we want to sell it. You can teach them life lessons through trading. With my niece, I said to her, here's your trading plan. Let's make sure you understand every part when she was 11. I funded her and I said, any trade that you do according to this trading plan, if you follow it exactly and you make a profit, you get to keep 50% of that profit. If you make a profit and you don't follow the plan, all of that profit is mine. (laughs) Ah, that's an interesting way of doing it. I like that. And the losses I wore. Because, you know, you, you cop losses in the market. So she was the most diligent little 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old I've ever seen because that trading to a set of rules, it made money. It made money for her. So she, I think, 
was guided by that success and she applied rules to other areas of her life study habits and eventually now how to find a husband um (laughs) all of that is the things you're probably already doing with your kids in a different format where you can actually reinforce lessons by giving them some money to trade with and you can learn alongside them too fantastic so how much how much do you need to get started in trading yeah, it's always tricky, this one, isn't it? It's not as rotten as real estate. I mean, real estate really cripples people when they oh, want yeah. to start out, doesn't it? Absolutely. You, you can start with less than this. There is no doubt. Like one of my traders laughed in my face when I told him this and he goes, oh, Louise, you would have no idea how little I started with. I always suggest 15000 and above. As an adult, 50000 is fantastic because you have... You've really got a firm foundation there. You can weather a few losses as you're learning. And with the position sizing, you never have to change it. You can trade the $50,000 portfolio and a $5 million portfolio in exactly the same way. If you start with less money, there are some things you have to do to get started, which don't translate to a $5 million portfolio, for example. So even though people start with less, and I know they do, and people call me very conservative, the more you can start with, the better, because otherwise you are undercapitalizing your business, and we know how that goes. And you've mentioned candlestick a few times. Yes. And I think I read somewhere that you were referred to as the candlestick queen. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> this what is this sorcery can you tell me a bit more about that oh so candlesticks are the way that the little individual prices are shown on the chart so they're the things that I was saying that are green or red on the chart and it's actually an ancient Japanese technique. So, yeah, yeah, it was from the rice markets when I went over to Japan and I met some of the Japanese traders and being a best-selling author of a book on candlestick charting, it was so much fun. They showed me actual rice bales that they traded using candlesticks way wow. back when. So, yeah, go figure. But nowadays it's all on our computer. So <laughs> luckily the charting package or if you've got like Comsec or ANZ or NAB Trade, any of those, you would have even seen them on the news or in newspapers with candlestick charts. When I first wrote about them, they weren't popular at all. They weren't common at all. But uh, I like to think I've got my own way with that. Everybody talks about candlesticks now. <laughs> So, so the candlesticks just tell you, essentially give the give you the information, like you said before, if it's green or if it's red. That's it. Yeah, right. it gives you four pieces of information: mm-hmm. an open and a close, and mm-hmm. a high and a low for the one candle. And once you've got a whole heap of those stacked next to each other, you can read the psychology of the market. And if you can read the psychology, you can make a buck out of it. You mentioned before that you've got. Um, a free resource for our listeners so tell us again what is that and where can they find it 
come and visit me at tradinggame.com.au. I'll give you my free five-part e-course and you'll love it. It'll give you all of the basics about how to trade effectively. And I'll also give you my trading plan template, which is the key to every successful trading business. It is the key that I even use for members of my mentor program when I'm looking at their trading plans and how they can improve their results, I still use that same trading plan template that you're going to get for free by registering on tradinggame.com.au. So yeah, I'd love to see you there. Fantastic. I'll add those details into our show notes and also on our website. So if anyone missed that, you can grab them there. So what key thoughts or final takeaways would you like to leave our listeners with? Particularly those who are going, oh, because, you know, as I admitted before, I am actually kind of sitting here thinking, maybe I could do this. So what would you say to, to people that are kind of coming around like me? I think you need to listen to that inner voice. That is going to be your voice of clarity and the thing that is going to give you a buzz and a spark and that little extra feeling of excitement in the morning. As adults, I think we squash that little voice down and that little voice forgets to talk to us after a while. Before you know it, our life is in black and white instead of colour. So if you do have that curiosity, if you can feel it feels like a bubble of excitement inside you, if you've got a bit of that going on, then hell, you've got to investigate what that is about. We are only on this planet for such a short period of time. If you keep squashing that bubble down, it's going to pop. And it won't be there for you when you're wondering why your life isn't the way you were hoping. So explore, investigate it, come and visit me at my website. It'd be great. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending the time with us today and explaining more about trading and what it is and how we can all get involved and do it. I I do admit that I've learned an awful lot and, yeah, I think I might just go to your website and sign up for that. You know what as well is you are spreading the good news here. The fact that you have realised that there are communities of women that are feeling not a part of that big men's world and that they need each other's support to provide this vehicle and this platform the way that you're doing, I just applaud you and I just think it's fantastic. So on behalf of all of your listeners, thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.